Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. Would you say that women have a very difficult time knowing what they want because they don't know who they are? Yeah, you couldn't right? have said it more perfect. Right? Hey girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. 
You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a best friend of mine, like totally a sister from another mister. And I'm super excited to have this. I'm super excited to record this episode because I literally do not know where this episode's gonna go. However, her and I are so close that I know the information that she's about to give to you is gonna be so important that you're gonna wanna grab a pen and paper right now. So if you haven't done so, grab it. Now, here we go. Melissa. Melissa is a fitness expert with 20 years of experience, a business owner, a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. Yes, totally. She is a black belt, a badass, a model, an actress, and an overall busy mom of three girls that inspires both women and men, as well as myself, on their fitness journeys. Melissa knows the journey having lost 60 pounds and is now the fittest she has ever been in her life and continues to grow in her mindset and health. She is the creator and owner of the online mom's only coaching group, Busy to Bomb Fit Mom, where she helps busy moms get back to being fit through mindset work, vision, and balance combined with proper nutrition and exercise. She's also the host of the Bomb Mom podcast. She entertains many different speakers over several topics in order to broaden listeners' ideals of what health really is and to inspire listeners to find new avenues to set, reach, and maintain their goals. Melissa is not afraid to to speak on topics others may find taboo or embarrassing in order to empower others to get the help they need. So please help me by welcoming Melissa Vogel. Hey, Melissa. Hey, everyone. Oh my God. So I'm super excited to have you on. And right now we're briefly talking about what the hell we're going to record because we wanted to go towards different avenues and different paths. And we totally found one that I believe would help my clients, my clients, help my (laughs) listeners significantly. So you focus not only on weight loss, not only on food and diet, but also a topic that I've been covering is reclaiming your identity. How have you reclaimed your own identity? Oh my God. I knew you were going to ask me that. Girl, you know, I'm going to ask you hard questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. Yes. I, I help people lose weight and get in shape and that's all great. And before in the past, that's all I used to do. I'd be like, come to my gym. I'll train you. I'll whip the crap out of you. Awesome. That's not (laughs) what women need. This whole reclaiming, like, that's why I love this course that you're coming out with, like, by reigniting your marriage, by reclaiming your identity. It's perfect because you have to have and know exactly where you're going with your identity, who you want to become. And that's going to change. Yeah. All the time with every phase of your kids' lives, in your marriage, your relationships, everything. And it goes hand in hand with your health and fitness journey. Um, and over the last, 
Oh my God. Okay. We're going to say two years. I was going to say 10 years, two years. Um, my identity has shifted so much. I mean, I've gone from being like this mom, wife, married for 17 years, three kids, the house, the pool, the cars, the boat, everything to, um, I'm single. My identity has completely changed. Um, completely downsized in my home. I'm raising my girls now. And I'm living, I mean, it sounds like terrible. And I once had a therapist tell me, I think I told you this too. Oh, you know, if you get a divorce or, you know, if you separate, whatever, you're going to fall from grace. A lot of women fall from grace. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, oh, dude, that kept me for another three years in that marriage. Yeah. Like, that was scary. But changing what am I, what do I want out of this marriage? What do I want out of my life? Am I truly happy? Am I not? Like, Melissa, you lost your identity. I completely lost who I was. On the outside, I looked like I knew what I was doing. (laughs) But on the inside, I was dying. And over the last two years, I had to really ask myself those hard questions of like, what are your goals? What are you willing to settle for? Mm -hmm. What are you going to show and teach your children? Yeah. Those yeah. questions, that was the hardest one. It was like, what kind of example am I leading and, and providing for these kids? Yeah. I I love that you were able to ask yourself those hard questions, despite somebody providing you with some really wrong information. You know, as a clinician, it sucks because I hear those stories. I hear those stories of, yeah, I was in therapy for like four years, or yeah, I was in therapy for two years. And she was totally like a friend or she, you know, just gave me a whole bunch of advice and she told me, yeah, you need to leave him. Or he told me you need to stay with him and here's why. And that's not therapy. That's not therapy at all. And to know that you were able to take that information and challenge it, regardless of if it took you three years or however long it took you, you were still able to get to this place where you were able to challenge it. What was that? Like, how did you get to that point where it was like, okay, this is not enough. I want more. Even though I know what she said is is kind of haunting me because I do have the kids. I do have the house. Mm-hmm. I do have the boat. I do have all of these things that are fundamentally keeping me here. What was it that made you trans or helped you transition from that to pursuing what you actually wanted? That- those were the hardest decisions and questions I ever had to ask myself in my entire life. And one of the key things that I had to just take a look at was, you know, if I don't do anything now, if I don't make changes now, and I love this because it could totally be applied to fitness in your life right. too. If I don't do anything and make changes, you know, now, um, you had asked me this too. You were like, are you, how did you word it? It was like, are you going to be worse off a year from now? Hmm. You know, how did you word that to me? Yeah. I remember saying next year, you know, if you're, if, if, if you repeated this year and your, your life looked exactly the same next year, what would that look like for you? Yeah. And it was like, what scared me more? Yeah. Staying (laughs) exactly the same. Yeah. Or was it scarier to make change? And for me, like looking at my life and where I was at, I was like, holy shit, being in the same place a year from now scares the crap out of me. Yeah. That's scarier than, than the unknown. 
But I knew changes had to be made because there were too many times where I would turn to my daughters and I would be like, don't ever let someone speak to you like that. And it was becoming this like, do as I say, yeah, <laughs> not as I not do. As I do. Mm-hmm. And th- that would be like me as a trainer being like, don't eat the in and out. And then I'm going there three or four times a week. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. And that was like the biggest thing. I'm like, oh my God, I've had to say that like four times this week. And then my workouts and how I was eating, mostly my workouts, it was becoming like a punishment. I wasn't working out anymore for myself and my health and to be strong. It was now like, I just can't wait to get away. Yeah. I can't wait to get away and vent and, you know, work as hard as I could just because like, I was probably punishing myself for things that he said to me and that I would believe and whatever. But like those two things, what I was saying to my kids all the time, I was like, this has to change. And then also I could tell how I was taking care of myself physically wasn't for me anymore. It was not in going in the right direction that I wanted. Yeah. One question I like to, I often ask um, my clients is, are you fulfilled? Are you fulfilled in life? And, you know, they'll, they'll look at me and they'll question, you know, look at me with question, like, what do you mean? Are you fulfilled? And it's like, yeah, I could, I could easily ask you, are you happy? And you're going to give me some bullshit answer and say, yeah, I'm totally happy. Hello. I've been married for this long. And you know, I have the kids and my, let me tell you about my son. And it's like, awesome. But are you fulfilled? Are you fulfilled in your life? And they'll look at me very much puzzled, followed by tears, of course. And they don't necessarily know how to answer that, you know? And one of the reasons I believe they don't know how to answer that is because, you know, society, our family, our parents have all told us what life needs to look like, what mm-hmm. life should look like. But when we when we ask ourselves, are you fulfilled? Well, then now I have to look at my life the way it is right now. The way it is right now and ask myself, is, is my life fulfilling me? Am, am I pursuing what I really want or am I just on autopilot going through the motions? How, at what point did you realize I am now fulfilled? <laughs> Probably it wasn't at first because you yeah. go through all the hard yucky stuff at first and yeah. you're like, I'm going to die. I'm never going to make it. I'm going to die lonely and old with 30 cats, you know? Like, yeah. And, and the hard stuff and the depression, and everything. I knew I was fulfilled the moment I could wake up in the morning and that day was living for me, for my kids. And I could smile and be happy. And I wasn't walking around on eggshells anymore. And I didn't have to worry about, is someone going to approve this or disapprove this? Are they going to like it or not like it? And because that drives you, you know, in what direction you're going to take with your day, with your life, with your health, with your fitness, everything. And the moment I woke up without that anxiety of like, this is my day, I get to create it. I knew, I knew I had made it. I knew I was there. Um, because when you're in a tough situation, you know, and in a relationship, it's like a weight is just sitting on your chest and you're just like, I'm breathing, but I can't take full breaths. I'm surviving. I'm here, you know, but that was it. And the moment I felt like, oh my God, I, I can breathe. And the unknown 
didn't scare me anymore. Mm. You know, because yeah. usually the unknown is terrifying. That's why most people don't leap. They don't jump. Yep. Because they're like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's really scary. So I'm just going to stay right here. And the moment I knew, like, I don't know what my future holds. I don't know what this is going to bring for me. It was like, <gasps> I can breathe now. I've, I've in a sense made it. There's scary yeah. shit ahead, but I've made it. Yeah. So with that, the minute you were able to shift that mindset, what then started to change? Oh my God, everything. The conversations with my children opened. I mean, mm-hmm. this opened so many doors with them about happiness and love and um, your self-worth and your self-value. That was so huge. These, the, these learning, um, teachable moments that came from it, you know, yeah. that I could share with my girls. And instead of like, yeah, well, th- this is happening today and it's really bad or whatever, it would be like, no, what's great about this? Let's take yep. a look, you know. That was the biggest thing that that I just took away was like, I get to share and my daughters get to witness these experiences that I'm going through and it's going to make them stronger. It's going to make mm-hmm. them more empowered and they get to see and witness change that most kids don't get to see. You know, I grew up in a home where it was like the best thing possible was probably for my parents to get divorced. Like, yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and that's just, you just don't do that in my family and it never happened. So for me to even break, you know, cultural barriers and, yes. and overcome that, teach my kids, that was huge. Absolutely. So where do you, huh, I, I want to go here and then I'm like, ah, oh, hold back, Veronica, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, but I still want to go there. Uh, in a perfect world, in a I like seriously don't want to go here because I love you. Um, But I have to ask, um, in a perfect world, when do you wish you would have started to do the work? Like in a perfect world, if you could go back in time and and have like a do-over, what age or what time frame would you have started doing your own personal work? Oh, my God. Way in the beginning of my marriage. I'm so glad you said that. Like... Yeah, because if you, if like me, I wait, we waited and I just kept putting band-aids on it or ignoring things and like, and I didn't see that I was losing my identity the more kids I had yeah, and the busier I got. Yeah. Had I been able to go back and even, you know, I, I love all my kids and I wanted all my kids, but like, I have to wonder when that second baby came around If I was just, okay, the first one's getting a little bit older, I need more love and attention, it's time to have another baby. (laughs) Yeah. That's hard shit to uh, admit to. Yeah. You know, but if I'm honest with myself and I look back like, hmm, that would have been the perfect time to really start doing the work after, right after I became a mom. Yeah. You know, not only for me, but for our marriage, because if I would have found myself then and would have kept that going. I would have been able to communicate, I would have been able to communicate that to him and he would have seen the change and flow and that going along with us. And we would have grown together instead of apart. Yeah, absolutely. What was it? What was it exactly that kept you in that mode of, 
okay, I'm, I'm going to receive love here. I'm not going to ask for it from my husband. What was it that was like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a kid and this is unconditional love. So I'm going to, I'm going to soak this all up Mm -hmm. versus, you know, getting it from him. Oh, and I had two cats too. So I I was love, (laughs) I was receiving love everywhere. (laughs) Um, But no, I was, I, I, I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to break the perfect image that we had. You know, he had this big fancy job and we had the fancy house and now we're having these babies and like, Melissa, you don't, you don't rock it. Don't, you know, he's busy with work and, you know, you got your thing going on and the mom thing, but like, don't don't push anything and then when I would attempt and would try it just turned into a fight and then that makes you feel defeated yeah and I'm like well you know fuck me like that <laughs> I didn't yeah. go over so well it yeah. doesn't matter because the kids need me right now anyways yeah it, it doesn't well, matter I've also heard women say well it doesn't matter because this is my contribution so his contribution is work my contribution has to be in home and I just need to do more or I'm yeah. not doing it right. Or I need to be a little bit more invisible. And and that should be enough. Like yeah. I had this thing in my head where what you want more than just a house and, a, and, and food. And what do you mean you want love and support too? You're so yeah. selfish. What? <laughs> You're getting that from your children and your cats, Melissa. Like what, what do you mean you want more? <laughs> that should be enough. So that that's scary. You know, when you feel like, ah, it's almost like shame, you know, like shame on you for, for wanting more and, and needing more and stuff. You should be happy and grateful. Yeah. What was the running thought that, that kept you in? So you mentioned shame. You mentioned, you know, um, you have the kids, you have to do more. Oh, I already know. What was it? I already know the answer to this, like, (laughs) immediately. And it sounds so, uh, God, what's the word? Like, superficial or I don't know. It was always like, what would other people think? And in real life, who gives a fuck what other people think? Yeah. Yeah. And it was always like, what would my parents think? Oh, my God. I can only imagine what my sister would say. What would the neighbors think? It was always like, what would people think? And then I'd be like, nope, tuck it away. That's not even an option. Like, stay where you're at. Stay in your lane. Yeah. 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 I don't know why, but as soon as you start asking me that question, I'm like, that's my answer. Uh Uh-huh. When Willie Willie and I, obviously, you know, Willie and I were one month away from divorce. That's the same thing that happened with me. The same exact thing that happened with me. Um, I like didn't tell anybody at all. I was so afraid to tell my mom. I knew she was going to blame it on me. I knew everybody was going to blame it on me because I'm the outspoken one. Um, What did you do? Did you cheat on him? You know, um, you know, what did you do? Like, that was the biggest thing. What did you do? And I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I did. I didn't know what was happening. You know, Willie had served me with divorce papers and I didn't know where to go from there, especially with the girls, you know, with me having Aaliyah. And it was so scary to not have control. Like, because you literally have zero control and control meant, and I'll define control, what it meant for me. Control was having all the answers. Like I had all the answers for my marriage. Look at it. Like I have the happy home. Like I have a husband who's a Marine and now we have a new baby and he's such a good husband. And 
you know, we have all of these things and look, we're very playful all the time, but maybe not all the time because he's gone all the time, but nobody needs to know that. They just need to know of the time that we were playful. Mm -hmm. And it was so much of me being engulfed in what I perceived as a good wife and what I perceived as a good mom that as my world was falling apart, I had to figure out a new plan on how to make sure that that perception was true. Right. And I remember, oh, fuck, I remember, I, I can't believe I'm sure this, but I'm totally going to go here. I remember, um, my aunt, cause we were, I started to go out because I st- I was starting to go crazy. And I remember going out with my aunt. She's the same age as me. One month old. I'm one month older than her. Um, yes, that means my grandma and my mom were totally pregnant at the same time. We're Mexican. Um, <laughs> but I remember her and I, she was going through a divorce. She didn't know I was going through a divorce. And we went out and she was dating one of our friends. And she's like, Veronica, you know, so-and-so said they seen Willie in Vegas with a girl. And I was like, that's impossible because we're still married and we still have the house and we still have all of these things. I was living on base housing at the time. And I'm like, that's impossible. And we have a kid. I'm like, oh my God, you can't trust him. You know, whatever they would, they'll do anything to spread rumors. And I remember trying to do everything in my power to lock that shit up, to lock it up, lock it up. I called Willie. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I did all of like, why didn't you tell me you were going to be in Vegas and with somebody so I can figure out a plan on how to fix this, even though we're on, we're, we're waiting for divorce to be final. Like you need to help me orchestrate this fake life that I've created. Like, and you're not, you're not part of this game plan. And I I remember feeling so freaking defeated, so defeated because he wasn't complying with my game plan. He wasn't complying with the way I needed others to perceive me. And it was, it was that moment that it was like, I really don't have control. And I've been trying to pretend like I've been happy for so long. And now this is completely out of my hands because everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to know. And I didn't know what to do with that. And it's so crazy that we would rather, we would rather have people think that we're happy, have people not, have people not have any form of, um, access to our actual lives. And we, we are so stuck on perception. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And people do this too in the, in the health and fitness world as well. Like it's insane to me how many people, like when they're out, they put on a show and they don't want people to know like what's really going on in their pantries or their kitchens or like, yeah, I just fed my kids McDonald's four times this week, you know, like, but when they go out, they're like, no, what? Look, I packed apple slices and stuff, you know, and they, (laughs) they like try to hide it. I notice this all the time too, especially if I go out to dinner with like a group of women or something or anyone and people are, you know, because me being me, they're always like, don't look what I'm ordering, Melissa, you know, or don't look over here. Or they'll be like, what are you? It's either one or two. Don't look at me yeah, and and just turn your eyes because I'm going to do something I know I shouldn't do or whatever, order, whatever, like, like I care. 
Yeah. Or they're like, oh, what are you ordering? And they just order the same thing as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, either way, like, just be yourself. Don't yeah. try to hide. But everyone is so worried about this image that they give out and they put out. And then you just live in this, like, freaking, you know, hamster wheel life of, like, running to try to get somewhere. But, you know, you're not really going to get anywhere by the path that you're taking. But you just keep yep. running anyways because then people can look in your cage and be like, oh, that bitch is fit. She's on her hamster wheel. <laughs> 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 you know, and it's like, it's just all this perception, right? But, and, and this is why... What I do now is how, you know, to help people, um, mm-hmm. not just here's your meal plan. Here's your, you know, this is how I want you to work out. Like we break this shit down so far. We don't even let people start now and, and work out or do anything. Like I don't even become their trainer until they've done other work of like reclaiming their identity. Like, mm-hmm. and it's so funny when we, do, when we have people start and we're like, what are your goals? You know, why do you want to do this? Oh, I want to lose weight. And a lot of time the husband gets brought up or he thinks I need to do this. And I'm like, mm, that's mm-hmm. okay. It's scary. You're bringing them up, but that's normal. And yep. you know, they, it's just all these superficial things. And I'm like, no, why do you really want to do this? And then the tears come, you know, yeah. because then you really get down to, you know, they're like, Okay, being honest, I can't run around with my five-year-old. I get winded. I'm out of shape. Like, I literally don't... One woman told me the other day, she's like, I don't go upstairs and put my kid to bed anymore because it hurts my knees and I get out of breath and then I come downstairs and I'm all sweaty and I'm miserable. And I'm like, are you telling me that your weight and your weight loss is literally preventing you from putting your own son to bed every night? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, girl, uh uh-uh. That's a huge part of your why and why you're doing this and stuff. So... It, it's just so much, so much deeper than just the outside appearance of like, look like you're losing weight, look like you're doing something. There's so much yeah. work on the inside that has to happen too. That's one thing that I appreciate about you, Melissa, is, you know, it starts there. It starts with figuring out like, my life isn't attached to just my husband. My, my life isn't attached to how other people perceive me. My life is attached to whatever the hell I want it to be attached to, but I get to control it. I get to be a part of creating it. And when we do lose ourselves in becoming a mom, when we do lose ourselves in becoming a wife and, you know, all of those other roles that we love to go ahead and fill in, everything else goes to shit. Our relationships, our health, our fitness, all of it. And we end up wondering why it's so difficult for us to look at that reflection in the mirror, you know, because we've gained those 10, 15 pounds or because we're not able to do the things we've once loved uh, or when we're on vacation, actually being able to be and participate in those moments versus use the excuse of, Oh, I just don't want to get my hair wet or I already did my makeup. And that's the reason why I'm not going, you know, um, I don't know, skiing with you or um, whatever the hell, playing, you know, swimming or whatever. Uh, And I I know because I've had those excuses myself, but it's really finding out who you are and being able to claim that Mm -hmm. 100%. And I think, well, I don't think I know. I know with your background and every, all of the work that you've done on yourself and you freaking continue to do, especially me, you know, we continue to do is helping us create this life that fulfills us. 
and people, you know? and women don't know how to take control anymore. No. And then they're like embarrassed. Like it's amazing when pe- and you probably see the same thing when people come to you or start your courses and your group and people come to me and they think they know what they want. You know, and they're like, "I'm in control." But then when you really give the woman the reins to her life, and you're like, "Okay, yeah. let's see." She's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with these. I don't these. even know where to fucking start. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, I don't even know where to start. And she's, and even like with food, people are like, I honestly, Melissa, I don't know what to eat. Like, I know salads are good for me, but like, I thought I had it together, but I hear that all the time. Like, I, I legit don't even know what I'm supposed to be eating, mm-hmm. which means then they don't know how to feed their kids. Yeah. Which means the kids are just doing whatever and teaching themselves. And, and, and usually it's a vicious cycle of you know, overweight and obesity and it's passed on to the kids and, and generations just keep going, you know, and yeah. no one has stopped, taught and learned, yeah. you know, and, and I hope that with what I did um, and how my marriage and relationship took a turn and, and it, it's just different now that that changed, you know, my daughters Absolutely. and I broke generational <laughs> I don't know to call them. Uh, <laughs> no, generational dysfunctional patterns. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like, I know there's a word for this, but I'm going to get it so wrong. So I'm glad you knew where I was going with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what would you say is one of the toughest parts for women addressing their health and fitness goals? Recently, the biggest thing is women admitting that they want to do it for just them. Like, yeah. Like when I tell people, I'm like, what's the goal? Okay, give me, you know, 30 days. What do you want to do in 30 days? You know, 90 days, whatever. Let's go 90 days. And I'm like, what, what do you, you know, and, and she'll list off all these things and these goals she wants to have. Well, I want to be able to do this and I want to do that. Yeah. And then, but then when it gets to like, you know, I just, I really want to put on a bikini. She like almost whispers it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, did you say you wanted to wear a bikini? And she's like, yeah, sorry, you know, but it's like, she's afraid that it sounds too, too, too superficial and she just want to admit it out loud. And I'm like, girl, if that's a goal for you and that motivates you and that will make you feel good and sexy and confident and you got that bikini in your drawer that you just, you know, you don't even fit in right now or whatever. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's so hard for women to admit that, or it's so hard for women to say they want to get in shape for them. Not yeah. because their husband, not for their fucking kids. Like, you know what? I just want to get in shape for me. I want to feel good yeah. about me. And they just are like, I want to get healthy for my children and my family and pass on good, you know, habits to them. And I want my sex life to be better. Like, oh, that is so awesome and wonderful. But when it comes to just selfish reasons, women struggle, struggle bus for sure. Would you say that Women have a very difficult time knowing what they want because they don't know who they are. (laughs) Yeah. You couldn't have said it more perfect. Right. And it's not necessarily that you tell them what they want, but it's almost as if because you've done all the work on yourself, because you are now on this new path and you are actually pursuing the life you want to live and freaking living it. Do you feel like when women are around you or they're taking your programs or, you know, taking your courses that it kind of, it kind of gives them this sense of like, I don't know, like permission. I can give myself permission because I have, I have it right here. I have somebody who's gone through it. I have somebody 
who's, who understands me, who supports me, who like totally gets me and I can feel exposed around her without feeling shame. Oh, 100%. That's why women thrive in like tribes and in groups Mm -hmm. and in, you know, with courses and stuff. We bring out, like in your course and stuff, we pull and you extract things from people's brain that they wouldn't think of on their own. You know, when women are around me and they hear my story and my journey, it's like it gives them hope and they see like, oh my God, it is possible. Mm -hmm. Like, it is possible to have abs. <laughs> it is possible yeah. to truly be healthy. Oh my God, it is possible to get off work and go right to the gym. Yep. Like I wouldn't have done that, but I see Melissa doing it and she hasn't died and either is her kids. And like, she's <laughs> the right. Oh my God, I could do that too. What? You know, and it just, it, you're right. It gives them permission. And that's why I love training in groups and like working in groups now because you get to feed off of each other. You know, and you have the right women working and hustling together. They they get to see that, and they're like, "No, it's it's okay." Because yeah. look at on the outside, who they who do they have? Their mom, their sister, their cousins. Which God love them, but you know their goals are a little bit different, and they're probably not breaking molds and yeah bad habits and routines. So it's really hard to thrive in an environment that doesn't want to thrive. Yeah. Even though yeah. they're your family, we love them, but there's another family waiting for you and other professionals to help you get there, you know? Yeah. What would you say for, for um, with the women you train and, and, and being in this business for so long, what would you say are the three key steps women need to take to go ahead and pursue that goal? Be active. And I say this not because... Um, I want you to lose weight and I want you to move and burn calories. Like that's all like extra benefit stuff. Be active because in mom life and in mom world, that takes a lot of planning. Yeah. Even if you're like, I can be active. Okay. I'm going to do a 45 minute walk every day. Do you know how much planning it takes for a mom to get away for 45 minutes by herself? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like work, animals, children, practices, dinner, food, like everything. So when I say be active and set that aside, I don't care if it's a 45 minute walk or you're killing it at a hit class at the gym or whatever you're doing, but it's going to teach you how to put yourself first Mm -hmm. baby steps. It's going to teach you how to commit to something, dedicate yourself to something in very small way. I'm not telling you to join a gym and go seven days a week. Yeah. I'm telling you plan out the time, but make sure it's active because then yes, you're going to burn calories. You're going to move. You're going to get the mental recharge. um, And you're going to force your brain to produce all kinds of endorphins and chemicals and stuff. And that's all going to benefit you too. But you get to practice showing up for you Mm -hmm. once and for all. Pause. What was the main question? (laughs) So what are the, what are the three steps? What are the, the, the biggest steps women need to take to go ahead and pursue their goals. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm uh, shit. I was sold on one <laughs> because it's so true. We don't set, we don't set time for ourselves and it is very, it, it is very, very difficult to go ahead and put you first and you do absolutely have to schedule it. in. I remember that was one of the biggest, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still something that I'm working on, but one of the biggest challenges was being able to set time for me. Because for me, I remember you and I having conversations where it was like, no, Melissa, I am totally setting time for me. Like, look, 
And I, all of the fucking appointments that I had and all of, all of the things that I needed to do to help other people, (laughs) but not necessarily setting that time for me. And it wasn't until I started to really understand what that meant and the benefits, the benefits that I received from doing so. Yeah. And it's, the benefits are what keep you going. Yeah. You know, but you got to put in the work to experience the benefits. And that's, that's the hard part. I had someone ask me one time, or it was like a conversation we were having probably in the group. And they were like, how do you fall in love with fitness? And they were like, mm. how do you, how do you fall in love with it? Cause I don't think I can ever love it. I hate it. <laughs> and I was like, you guys, I don't love fitness. How can I fall in love with something that hurts? Sometimes it makes me cry. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like the parts of my body that it makes sore. And I'm like, should I breathe through it? Like, that's really, that's like a really ugly pet that you got to try and love. And you're like, I just can't. <laughs> it bites all the damn time. Yeah, like, you can't love that shit. And then I told him like, but it's the benefits. It's the after effect that I'm addicted to yeah. and that I love. But it's just hard. It's hard to get there, you know. Yeah. And that's why we need practice. That's why I say just be active. I mean, I could almost say be active for step one slash walk. Mm-hmm. Just walk every day. It's amazing yeah. because then you're like, oh my god, I can carve out this time. Holy shit! Like I actually think I could like go to the garage and like work out now. You know, after a couple of weeks, or like, oh my god, yeah. I got really good at doing this. The second thing, you know, the step to pursuing your goals is that you have to get good at having what we call crucial conversations. Like if you need help to make that walk and activity happen, you have to speak. You have to speak up because you and I have conversations about this all the time of like taking it all on ourselves. No, yeah. I can do it, you know, and, and we miss those crucial conversations. And we have a thing in my group every week, people have to do weekly temple. It's just called weekly temple. And we list out what conversations have to happen. What roadblocks are you going to have um, come this week? Are there dentist appointments, soccer games? Like what's going on? Um, how did you do last week? Like we completely evaluate our temple. And one big section that everyone always hates to fill out is about crucial conversations. Because yeah. um, a lot of time they're like, they didn't happen. I'm like, okay, so what happened because you didn't have that? And they're like, yeah. A, B, and C didn't even get done, and A, B, and C was all about me. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And a lot of time the women are like, well, he's going to yell at me, or I just don't want to hear it. Or, like, you're not going to know until you find out. <laughs> yep. He might be like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Or your mom might say, sure, I could take the kids, or whatever, but you're, you're not going to know. You're writing stories before you even gave the person a pen and paper, you know? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the third one, um, I would say is to journal. I cannot stress the importance of journaling and just writing everything down. Mm -hmm. One, it creates space for yourself. Like, like you have to go away and do it. No one's going to journal at the kitchen counter with 8,000 kids running around them. (laughs) Like it's going to force you to go away into your bedroom or your closet or the bathroom. I don't care. And just create space for yourself. Again, it's just putting in the practice, putting in the reps. And then too, like while you're journaling, you get to just let your mind go and no one's going to judge you. 
whether yeah. this is good things, your win, the bad, whatever, how your walk went, how your crucial conversations went, like the other two lead into number three. But it just, it gets you away. It gives you a place to vent. And then you can go back and reflect. It's really cool to see how far you've come off of yeah. your journals, you know, yeah. and like, holy crap. I remember when I was going through that, that was one thing that I did over the last couple of years was I wrote so many things down and it was so empowering to read that and be like, holy crap, things were really bad in a year. Look how far I came. Hell yeah. Hell oh. yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And um, I love that they're so simple and yet so, so deep. Yeah. Easy. So, so deep. Um, being able to self-reflect is so important. We're so busy, you know, like we mentioned earlier with regards to, you know, both of our relationships, we're so busy on, you know, the perception that we want to hold up for everybody else, which keeps us from, which keeps us from being able to live intentionally. You know, it puts us in this autopilot mode and, you know, to know that, if you are able to take those quick and easy steps, you can't, you can truly not only, you know, get on this path of, of living this healthy lifestyle, but also like totally embracing yourself, yeah. like your own true identity. Yeah. Well, just think of how much you can just reclaim your identity by being active, opening mm -hmm. your mouth and speaking. Yep. And then venting and journaling about it. Like, you're going to learn a lot about yourself by just doing really easy stuff. And then that prepares you for bigger things like your course. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I, I can do this. I've already put in the practice of doing things for me. I'm ready. I'm ready to do like a course now, or I'm, I'm ready to work with Melissa and the group or whatever. Yes. Yes. And you and I, you and I have spoken offline about this, like about collaborating and doing a retreat, which we're still going to do. And we'll oh, still we are. do. We're doing it. It's happening. <laughs> Once we figure this, this whole damn pandemic out. Um, but I agree. You do have to have both in order for, in order for you to be completely fulfilled in order for you to, again, live intentionally. Melissa, how can we find you? So how can these listeners find you and get your material? Because they totally <laughs> need it. If you Google and look up Melissa Vogel fitness, you will find me. But on Instagram, I am it's Melissa Vogel. And my website is super easy. It's got a ring to it. Busy to bomb fit mom.com. So nice. you can, you can look that up, but yeah, anything with Melissa Vogel fitness, you'll be able to find me. Um, and before I let anyone into the program, it's not a link that you can just click on and buy. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm different. I am like everyone else. <laughs> um, we'll talk. You and I will talk and see if this, you know, what I do and how I coach and train is a fit for you. So we're not wasting your time, my time, money, anything. Um, and women are always so appreciative of just the phone call of like, oh my God, I actually got to talk to you, ask questions. That was awesome. Yeah. And it, it just lays that layer of comfort right off the bat. No, I love that. And that's very much needed, especially to get a, get a feel for who you are and yeah. Even unscramble maybe some of the reservations we have with joining any form of program. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Melissa, thank you so much for jumping on. This was absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad we got to find time in our busy <laughs> schedules to make it work. 
I know. I was originally when we started, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have all these questions. And then last night when you sent me the text, it was like, no, dude, I'm going here. I'm going here. Just because I get so damn excited to talk to you, because we are crazy busy. I know. But thank you so much for jumping on, ladies. Make sure you follow Melissa. Not only, not only for programs, and not only, um, not only to join this fitness journey, but also like. Follow her on Instagram because she is like real, completely real. You will see her kids, you'll see her dog, you'll see her life. And she totally lives with intention, which is something I admire and love and respect about her. All right, Melissa, thank you. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. 
If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind Podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.